start things off with a little Losing My Religion by R.E.M. Man, they were a big deal back in the day. But, let's do all this shit first. Welcome to another Panic Attack with Big John. Hit the like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Leave a comment if you would like. Or even if you wouldn't like, leave a comment. Many a topic to talk about, but I'm going to try to break this up as much as I can. It's time to protest. Peacefully, respectfully, but powerfully. Italy, Italia... Italy has a new prime minister, Georgia Maloney, Maloney, M-E-L-O-N-I. She scares the hell out of the American left and everyone else. And then uh, we got fundraising, money, 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 money. Uh, I was trying to see... Where the money's going. And I'll explain that later. But, and I think it, on the video side of this, I'm going to break this into several things. But uh, Vladimir Putin is lecturing the United States and the Western world on morals and gender reassignment surgery, sex change and drag queen kids. So, let's hit it. Right? Oh, heaven to Betsy. So I was watching the Glenn Beck and uh, it was on YouTube YouTube to those English speaking friends of mine, and, uh, by the way, I have a, a friend, Chuckster, it's amazing how long YouTube has been around, the early 2000s, back when I was in college, and, uh, there's, they were telling this thing called YouTube, where you can just upload videos of yourself being silly. And uh, who knew it would grow into what it is? But anyways, he always said, YouTube. So that's why I say YouTube sometimes. But, uh, you know, going back, he can be conspiratorial, but out of his... <clears throat> conspiracies I always get a couple of good factuals pardon me for that moment of silence and 
on today's show, he had, uh, what was a few days ago, I guess, but uh, a lady by the name of Carol Roth. And they said some things I didn't know, <clears throat> I didn't really know had happened, or maybe I heard it in passing somewhere, but she said that it is time for the United States, the American people, you and I, the peeps, to protest the Fed peacefully but powerfully protest the Fed. And she talked about the 1970s and particularly the latter four or five years, well, you know, it all depends on how you look at it. Jimmy Carter ran for president in 76, became president in 77, and then officially left office in 81. And leading up to that, things were not great in America uh, under, you know, the the Nixon-Ford uh, uh, fiascos. Course, you know, Richard Nixon was gonna win re-election, but he was a paranoid guy, and he <clears throat> sent people into the Watergate Hotel to spy on the or the Watergate office building to spy on the uh, Democrat Party and blah blah woof woof. But the point of the matter is when the economy was horrific in America in the 1970s, particularly under Jimmy Carter, car dealers protested by sending the keys to the cars they could not sell to the Fed. Isn't that inner isn't that just amusing as hell? Builders, people that build homes and buildings, whatever, build you know, carpenters, remodelers, people that build things, they would send pallets uh unused wood to the federal government and say we can't use this you take it these are people that put their money into purchasing the cars to sell on their lots purchasing the wood and materials to build things and through no fault of their own they could not use the car they could not sell the cars or use the materials so they said fuck you fed you take this pay us this is this unused wood represents money we invested in our business and couldn't make a profit off of because of you 
and your reckless policy. Car salesmen, car dealerships said these keys represent cars we purchased to put on our lots to sell and because of your bad governing, because of the oil and gasoline crisis, because of hyperinflation, much like we're experiencing in America today, we cannot sell these cars. I'll give you a point, case in point. <clears throat> when the gas prices started to spike three, four months ago, six months ago, I had a job interview at a car dealership. And I said, uh, you know, guys sell a lot of trucks. You know, you're you're completely in the gap. You're uh, a Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram dealership. They are Dodge, Ram, Chrysler. They're only making gasoline-powered cars. They're getting a little bit into the hybrids, but they're not going the Chevy and Ford route of electric cars they told me that I could care one way or the other uh, I guess I should say I could not care I, I don't give a shit what they do I know it's a re reputable brand it was a reputable dealer they were good people I wanted to work there I said you know this spike in gasoline prices and the policies of the government, <clears throat> how is that going to affect your sales? How is that going to affect this position I am applying for? And they said, ah, we saw 100 trucks a month, cars and trucks. We don't even worry about it. They were supposed to hire two salesmen. They ended up only hiring one. Uh, I saw a sign outside their dealership and said, now hiring. And I emailed the guy, said, hey, you know, was driving by. I know you chose to go with somebody else the last time. Uh, I want to check back in see how things are going is there a position can I re-interview he said oh no, no we're not hiring salesmen we're looking for diesel mechanics well, I'm not a diesel mechanic but that's okay he said sales are very slow right now the guy who a couple months earlier told me, ah, we don't worry about that. We sell 100 cars and trucks a month. Guess he's not selling 100 cars and trucks a month. In fact, the day I was interviewing, he was making phone calls. He and another uh, employee, they were selling trucks at wholesale prices at cost to get them off their lot <laughs> should have been a sign 
But I didn't get the job, and that's fine. But the point is, there's another American company, family-owned dealership, hurting because of Washington's bad policies. Now, as Carol Roth was talking about, well, you got to peacefully but powerfully protest the government. Glenn Beck brought up the point that, well, if you do that, the government is now doing something that they didn't do in the 70s. Didn't do it till the last eh, 10 years or so. The Fed's using intimidation. You'll go on an FBI watch list. The IRS will raid or audit you. That's what our government is doing today. And oddly, they're not doing it to the people that burned cities to the ground. No, they're worried about you and I who have uh, a don't tread on me flag in our front yard. I don't have one. I have, I have the Whiskey Rebellion flag and the American flag. But uh, the Whiskey Rebellion flag is not on the terrorist watch list. But the so-called Betsy Ross flag is. Those people go on a list or their FBI agents are told if you see these flags on somebody's social media or in somebody's yard, oh man, they might want to keep an eye on them. If you go to a school board meeting and raise hell over what your kid is being taught, like gender and sexuality, you go on a watch list. If they really don't like you, they send some of those 87,000 IRS employees to raid your home or audit you. The best way we can fight this is to get out there and vote like hell. That's how we win. We vote like hell this November. <clears throat> and we do it peacefully, we do it patriotically, and we do it politely. You're not allowed to talk politics or campaign inside of polling location anyways. And while you're there, you quietly cast your vote. You bring two, three, as many friends as you can with you. And you be polite. And you thank the poll workers. So it is time to peacefully and powerfully protest. And our best way to do that is on that secret and sacred ballot. Vote like hell. Vote like the entire election depends on you alone. Alright? So God bless you guys. Pray for one another.
I'm going to end the video. I'm going to do another podcast segment. And uh, we'll be right back. Stay tuned. So, Italia, Italy, the boot, has elected a new prime minister. Uh, This is a powerful woman. She's a strong, brave woman. She's a moral woman. And she has given some very loud and impassionate speeches. And the left-wing media in America fears her. They're afraid she is what is coming November 2022. She is being billed as the biggest fascist right-wing government since Mussolini. The only problem with that is Mussolini was quite the left-wing extremist, like we're seeing with the Biden administration. Like I previously mentioned, uh, the type that would send the federal government after you if you protest against them. Mind you, Donald Trump and the first family had to be taken to a safe shelter in the White House one night as the radical Antifa fascists were burning a church across the street from the White House. But this is not about Donald Trump. One moment, please. This is about soon to be sworn in Italian Prime Minister Giorgia Milani. Let me just look at some of the headlines we have here. Fox News, the headline read, Politico Guardian, that's Politico is a website, Guardian is a newspaper. Politico Guardian lament new Italian Prime Minister's similarities to Donald Trump. Now, what the left-wing media in the United States of America is going to do from this point to November, because they have no other way to help their Democrat friends, they are going to compare this woman to the red tidal wave tsunami that is approaching this November. There are speeches of her shouting very passionate, loudly. So what? Thought that's what the left wing liked was a a strong, powerful woman. But she's preaching and shouting (coughs) in Italian, which they want you to think she's shouting out in German, Hitler-esque. They want you to...
get images of Nazis in your mind, and they're going to use her as the example of what's coming to America if you vote Republican. The, the horrible things she is expounding upon are God. Ooh, we don't want to. We don't want to put God back into schools and government in America, even though it's written on our currency. Even though it's, even though God is in all of our founding documents. We don't want the nuclear family anymore because why well, that leads to prosperity and moms and dads making decisions over kitchen tables instead of the government making your decisions for you. She speaks of Italian nationalism. I live in an area that is heavily populated by, was heavily settled. And I live amongst a lot of second and a few third generation Italian Americans. They fly the American flag and the Italian flag on their front porches side by side, simultaneously. But the left wing media in America and the left wing in Ita Italy, I keep saying Italia, in Italy, they don't want nationalism. They don't want patriotism. They don't want love of country. Let's look at what Yahoo News had to say. Yahoo News, they are reporting that YouTube removes incoming Italian Prime Minister Maloney's passionate speech on family breakdown. This is something conservatives have been carrying on about uh, having a hissy fit in America about for quite a while. The breakdown of the family structure. The speech is from 2019 delivered by Georgia Georgia, it's spelled G-I-O-R-G-I-A. I pronounce it Georgia, but it might be Georgia. Anyways, Georgia Milani, that focused on the left, the left wing in, in, in Italy, it focused on the left's assault on the family unit, God, and national identity. And she got struck, this got struck from YouTube under their favorite thing to strike a video for. It went against their community guidelines. How, how does... Uh, encouraging a family unit against YouTube's guidelines. How is God against their guidelines? National identity. 
Italians, let me tell you, COVID hit Italy harder than just about anywhere else per capita. And it did because traditional Italian homes, grandma and grandpa live with mom and dad and with the kids. So the kids have good immunity, carried COVID germs in their schnozzes and on their clothes and whatever to grandma and grandpa. Grandma and grandpa die. But Italians are close-knit family. Even where I live, a lot of people say, yeah, you know, uh, when I first got married, my wife and I, we had a separate house attached to my parents' house. Or, you know, we lived in <clears throat> a separate bedroom from my, my mom while we worked to get on our feet. Or uh, grandma passed her house down to my wife and I. They're a very close-knit traditional family unit. And God bless them for being that way. But the left wing, the true fascists, the true ungodly, they don't want that in any westernized country, be it the United States of America, Italy, anywhere. It's all got to be their, their new, I'm better than you philosophies. The, you'll own nothing and be happy with it. As Han, uh, where that fucking guy, the World World Economic Fund is called uh, Hans, piece of shit. I don't know what his last name is. I forget. Nonetheless, let's go to the Washington Post headline. Biden expresses gloom about Italian election. Why would Joe Biden, who has a shit storm of problems in the U.S. of A. Cannot find his way off of a stage. Shakes hands with people who aren't there. Can't string together five words to save his life without muttering and mumbling and stumbling. Why would he care about the Italian election. Oh yeah, because it's about to happen here. There's about to be a referendum on Biden, on his extreme left-wing ideology, the extreme Democrat ideologies that they've pushed. Biden says... The world is at an inflection point, inflection point in quotes, between democracies and autocracies, or autocracies, however you pronounce it, autocracies, or their hard right populist cousins. Now they praise they paraphrase Biden there, but the word inflection point, uh, a turning point, if you will, 
in the world, in the way the world thinks. My question here is, what is wrong with populism? Populism is that kind of in the middle. It's not right. It's not left. It's populist. What's popular? Let's just say it's, it's popular to sit there and go, you know... If you want to be a transgender person, transvestite, tranny, drag queen, that's all splendid and good. You do, you do you on your time, but don't teach it to my kids in school or at the library. It's populist to say, you know, I don't care if two dudes marry each other or not. That ain't the government's decision. Most people in America say, yeah, you know, after a certain point when there's a heartbeat, you probably shouldn't be getting an abortion. That's not left, that's not right, that's not a total ban on abortion, and that's not abortion as a form of birth control. Democrats don't like this. It talks about this is the inflection point between democracies. Sorry, the, the part of the leaf just came off my cigar. Uh, between democracies and hard right populism. Tisk tisk. This is democracy. I hate to admit it, but the Democrats that were elected to the House and the Senate, as well as our president, who I disagree with on a lot, they were democratically elected representatives. The new Prime Minister of Italy was democratically elected. So how do you say this is an inflection point between democracies and hard-right populists? As long as people are voting these representatives into office, that is democracy, Joe. What? The guy, the guy doesn't know shit from apple butter, but... <clears throat> the people and the voters in the United States and around the world have seen the downfalls of their nations under this ultra-liberal, far-left policy and want... They, people of the world, people of the United States, people of Italy, they want economy over ideology. They want freedom over government control. They want less government control, more freedom, in other words, is what I'm saying. Adjust my camera a little there. People are tired of being told by leftists 
they cannot be proud of their nationality. Now, I'm an American. I identify as many nationalities. But day to day, minute to minute, hour to hour, as you have seen, I identify as an American. I have Irish, I have German, I have other nationalities in my bloodline, but I feel like I'm an American first because my family never celebrated any cultural heritage from other countries. If anything, when I was a kid, <laughs> when I was in school, everybody in my town, is either, uh, aside from me and a couple others, seemed like everybody in school was either Italian or black. <laughs> so I used to tell people I was Italian because I certainly couldn't pass off as black. But I figured, well, I'm not black. I must be Italian. <laughs> I was only a senior. How, how, should, how the hell should I? I'm just kidding. I was like in elementary school or something. But I wanted to be Italian. And I kind of wanted to be black because they were the really cool kids. But there was no way my pale ass was going to pull that off. Uh, anyway. But people are being tired of, tired of being told you can't be proud to be an American. I would imagine with this Italian prime minister, Italians were tired of being told by leftists you, you can't be proud to be Italian people around the world have seen what borderless nations do they see what the influx of illegal aliens do to their countries they've seen the crime they've seen the rioting not all immigrants are bad. The ones who come through the legal channels, hell, even some of the ones that come in, quote, illegally, are not bad people. In fact, probably the majority. But we have to screen our immigration system in Italy, in Spain, in France, in England. They've all seen this. They want to screen their border. They want to screen and filter out the bad apples that are coming into their countries, okay? No one right, left, or populist compares to Hitler or Mussolini. They're trying to compare this woman, uh, this Georgia Milani, to... Uh, Mussolini. She's the most far right and again Mussolini and Hitler were left wing big government socialist and fascist but anyhow read a history book you dumbasses people there's nobody ever 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 that compared Hitler and the Nazis or Mussolini who wanted to be Hitler in a way, but was never as good or bad. Good, bad? Hitler did nothing good, but he did get elected. <laughs> he did, you know, gain political power. 
uh, until the German people realized what he was doing. But people need to read a damn history book and understand pre-90s history, pre, certainly pre-2000s. Pick up a history book and read what Mussolini and Hitler were really like. The powerful centralized government, the hatred and the imprisonment of political enemies. And see what is happening in these super liberal left-wing countries and governments. You speak out against the government in any way, shape, or form. You insult someone with a, a post on social media. You offend somebody. The police come to your house. People are fed up with this. And that's why conservative governments are being elected around the world and will continue to be. And this woman... scares the American left wing because she reminds them of Donald Trump and how he got elected. As Dave Chappelle put it so kindly, Trump got elected because he was singing poor white people's greatest hits. That's fucking funny. She spoke to the Italian people and said, we need to bring the pride back to our nation. We need to bring our family pride back together. Our close, tight-knit families where the elders of the family lived with the, their kids and grandkids and passed down values. We need to put God back in our homes and our country. And that's what the left in America and around the world hates. They don't want morality taught to you by God, taught to you by your family. They want to tell you what's moral, what's the flavor of the day. So God bless you guys. Pray for each other. I'm going to wrap this video. I'm going to do another segment on the podcast. So hang tight. Buckle up, it's going to be a bumpy ride. Nah, we're going to get into some cute stuff, some sarcasm here. So, I was doing some researching today. I wanted to see how much... Uh, money was being spent and thrown at the different political parties. I really didn't find what I wanted to, but I'll get at that later. Uh, so, something fun and interesting. I, I just saw this scrolling through my Instagram. So I haven't gotten all the, the details, but I will get into this in a latter podcast and video. Uh, doctors in hell, I mean California, can now perform gender transition surgery on children from other states 
without parental consent. Well, isn't that special? Now, you know, uh, we passed the Supreme Court, pardon me, uh, made this ruling, not about gender transitions, but they made it a ruling uh, that abortion is a state issue. California in New York and some other liberal shitholes decided to make themselves abortion vacation destinations. You do you. You got to answer to God like I do. But now, children, probably, I, I would guess in their teens, uh, are going to be able to travel to Cali to get gender reassignment surgery or gender transition surgery, as this uh, post uh, called it. Europe, Europe, we just were talking about Italy. They were, uh, Europe, Great Britain, Spain, Italy, France, uh, those nations, they've learned, uh, Aust throw Australia and New Zealand in there too. Uh, they went through this gender identity stuff a few years back. And these kids, very young, five, six, seven, eight, ten years old, uh, went on hormone and puberty blockers. Uh, they went on, you know, if they were a, a girl that wanted to be a boy, they went on testosterone uh, enhancers uh, or just straight testosterone. Uh, they went on testosterone steroids, right? Uh, and they went on estrogen blockers so they could grow facial hair and, and things like that. Because they wanted to be male, they thought, when they were children. Uh, some boys had breasts, or some girls that wanted to be boys. Did I say that right? No, I was just talking about girls that wanted to be Okay, the girls that wanted to be boys, you know, they had like their breasts cut out, uh, had their bottom surgeries. And then when they got into their 20s, they kind of outgrew it. Their mindset changed. They might identify as gay, but they don't, no longer want to be a in a female body. Well, you've had your bottom surgery. You can no, you can't get that back. There are complications that go along with having your male body parts cut off and turned into a female, something that re resembles female genitalia. And this is not explained to these young trans people by doctors. They say, oh, you want, you're a male, you want to be a female? All right, here's your estrogen, here's your testosterone blocker. Oh, you're a female and you want to be male? Here's your estrogen blocker, here are your steroids. Have at it. Europe, including New Zealand and Australia, okay, they went through this and now they see a, 
a large number of people saying, uh, we change our minds. Oh, shit, my body has been ruined because of decisions I was allowed to make as a child. And so they're now outlawing gender reassignment and puberty blockers and things, uh, testosterone or estrogen blockers or estrogen supplements and testosterone blockers to children up to a certain age because they realize minors 5, 6, 8, 10, 12 into their teens aren't mentally developed enough to make these decisions. Which leads me to my next fun point. Vladimir Putin said the West is pushing gender change experimentation on children and doing the work of Satan. The guy that just in the, the guy remember as Kamala Harris said, the guy from the bigger country that invaded the smaller country and that was bad is now telling the Western world that sex changes and gender reassignment in children is immoral and we are doing the work of Satan. Vladimir Putin was is a communist. Worked for the KGB under communism. Communism, they do not allow you to believe in a god. Now, I don't totally understand everything about or Russian communism. But from what I've understood, in communism, some of the philosophy is the state the government, not really the government, but the state, your nation, is your God, your motherland, the fatherland, Mother Russia, they used to say sometimes. So the guy that, well, George Bush said that when he looked Putin in the eyes, he saw a Christian. So maybe, maybe Bush was right about that. This guy is telling us we're doing the, the work of Satan by allowing children, pushing gender transition experimentation on children. Just let that sink in for a little bit. Let's let, let that let that sink into your brain. I right, only put on a music and puff some stogie for a minute. Just let that think. The guy that's threatening. The world with nuclear war is lecturing us on morality and saying we are doing the work of Satan. Just let that sink in for a second or two. I think the next song, the song on my playlist is uh, Pony by Genuine. <laughs> Never ever 
listen to this song, but it was a, the punchline of a Nikki Glaser joke. So anyhow, all right. We're kind of at the point in the American election cycle. We're changing gears here totally uh, from morality to just some election talk. But we're at a point where we see where the money's going. And I wanted to see where the lobbyists are throwing their money. And I'm going to have to do more digging. But I got on the uh, Federal Election Commission's website. Uh, I think it's fec.gov. And look, people, in politics... It's all about the Benjamins, all about the money. And usually by this point, September, October, the lobbyists are throwing their money, the special interest groups, the lobbyists, are putting their money towards the candidates that are going to win or the parties that are going to win. So I couldn't really track down what I wanted. I'm going to have to dig deeper than the federal government's website. But I did, <coughs> I did find <coughs> some interesting numbers. Are you ready for this shit? This is a, a midterm election year, not a presidential election year. As of uh, September 30th, I forgot what the date was. As of Eh, an hour and 17 minutes ago, the last election reports had political action committees raising $6 billion. And it's actually more than $6 billion. It's getting close to 7 and it'll probably be uh, double that after, I, I think, the next quarterly report comes out in October. Uh, but political action committees have raised $6 billion. Let that sink in. $6 billion to push their agendas. And these are the behind-the-scenes committees that are set up for candidates uh, because they can raise more money and not have to... Some of them don't have to report who their donors are. Or a donor can say, well, I gave to the uh, Make America Funny pack. Uh, I didn't know they were going to give their money to, you know, John Morrow, that jackass that makes the podcasts. Uh, but candidates as a whole, all the everybody's running for office on the federal level, have raised $2 billion dollars two billion dollars to candidates across the nation senate house all that everybody that reports to the federal election commission uh party committees you know the republican party the democrat party e even some of these third fourth uh what do, they, what do they call them? Third, fourth party candidate parties, the Greens, the 
whatever the hell that what, what's the other ones the Green Party the Libertarian Party uh, the political parties have raised a, a billion dollars in contributions all their them and all their subcommittees so in a non-presidential year ten billion dollars has been raised and in a presidential year that goes up to a hundred billion easel easily um, some of the big fundraisers the biggest one uh, I think was Warnock the Repu or the Democrat senator from Georgia that Herschel Walker is trying to unseat uh, Holly weird has been pumping money into his campaign left and right and right and left and anywhere they can stick money into Warnock's campaign treasure chest they've been doing it this is the guy Herschel Walker is trying to unseat he's got 84 almost 85 million okay and I just went and picked out some names that I saw. But in the top ten were Warnock, Chuck Schumer, Democrat from New York, $39 million in his campaign treasure trove. Marco Rubio, just because I like Marco, little Marco. Marco Rubio, Republican senator and flow rider. He's raised $36 million, and he's in a dogfight because, again, you know, the, the Disney wackos and uh, the Democrats want him out of there bad. I think he's going to win, though. Um, <clears throat> this Fetterman guy in Pennsylvania who's running against Dr. Oz, uh, it's an open Senate seat. Fetterman has 26 million in his coffers as of September. This isn't including uh, October's report. October is the last report that comes out before the election. Then you'll really see some crazy, crazy numbers. Dr. Oz, Mehmet Oz, who's running as the MAGA candidate in PA for Senate is not even in the top 10. You would think he would have a lot more money. Uh, but he's close to Fetterman though, not too far behind in fundraising. Uh, Herschel Walker, who I was just talking about, who's trying to unseat uh, Warnock in Georgia. Uh, Herschel has raised $20 million. Dr. Oz, who I just mentioned, uh, running in Pennsylvania. I hope I hope Mehmet Oz wins. Uh, he's, he just seems like such a good person. And never heard anything bad about him until he became a Republican and ran for office, of course. Now he's Satan. But Doc, Dr. Oz uh, has $19 million in his coffers as of... Uh, September 30th. Here's one I hate. Uh, Timmy Ryan has raised 21 million. He was just outside the top 10. 
Uh, he ranked at number 12 with $21 million, and he's still losing to <laughs> J.D. Vance in the polls. Uh, they're going to debate in uh, Timmy's hometown of Youngstown. Tim Ryan, they say this a lot about pardon me, politicians, but the dude has literally never held a job outside of politics. Uh, he was an intern and a staffer for the late, great Jim Traficant. Then he got elected to Ohio Senate, uh, and then when Jim went to jail, uh, Tim Ryan took his uh, House of Representatives seat. Now Tim wants to be a senator. We cannot let this happen, Ohio. He has got 21 million bones in his treasure trove. J.D. Vance, his opponent, ranks 60th in fundraising. Now, I think this is going to change come the October report. But J.D. Vance has raised a paltry $3 million dollars. However, the uh, United States Senate Fund, it's one of those uh, political action committees that has the $6 billion. The Senate Republican Fund does not have $6 billion, but remember, I said political action committees in total have $6 billion. Well, the uh, Senate Republican PAC put $30 million into J.D. Vance's campaign here in Ohio. I think Vance wins this election going away with about 9% by 9% of the vote. But this is telling you folks, politics is all about money. You've got 10 billion dollars in campaign donations as of September 30th. And like I said, the big reports will come in October. I thought they were all, they would already be out, but they're not. Uh, when I was looking, it said uh, the next quarterly report comes in October. So I knew it was either October, September or October because some candidates will hide money or hold back and say, wait, don't write that check until the final report, till after the final report. When we file our final report in October, then you can dump money. And that last two or four weeks of the campaign, God help us, it's wall-to-wall -wall political ads, phone calls, shit in your mailbox. Um, my grandmother was a lifelong Democrat. I converted her in 2000, but she never voted in a Republican primary. So on the voter rolls, and I don't know why she's still on the voter rolls, because she's been dead for nine years. Uh, she, she, I think she's been expunged, but I still get all, I'm a lifelong Republican, so I get all the Republican junk mail, 
and my grandma I still get mail coming to this house in my grandmother's name from the Democrat Party and the unions because my grandpa I guess was in a union in the 70s or 60s back when unions meant something uh, but look at all this money that I just just told you about Warnock with almost a hundred million dollars and most most of that money is not from the state of Georgia Herschel Walker has twenty million dollars uh, but at least that's coming from ordinary people and people of Georgia it's very well known because Warnock is a super liberal and he's an anti-Trump guy the Holly weirdos are dumping a ton of money into the Warnock campaign to uh, keep Herschel Walker out of the Senate so <clears throat> we'll see how it goes uh, this this November I think any Republican that is within 5% of their Democrat opponent in the polls right now will win by between 1 and 5% on election day the key is to get out there we need to as Republicans vote early so it's a little more confusing for the Democrats when it comes 2 a.m. and they need to figure out well how many votes do we need to win <laughs> just saying uh, but we as Republicans should vote early vote like hell vote peacefully patriotically and politely and with that I'm gonna end all this God bless you have a great day great night pray for each other love somebody and be the reason somebody feels loved do I need to light back up let's listen to some Belle Biv DeVoe that girl is poison Mm-hmm. <laughs>